Welcome to the Nutra Narratives Podcast. I am your host, Gigi Naval. This is the place where dietitians and dietetic students share their stories centered around food to all things nutrition in order to inform, empower, and bring some inspiration to your day. It's been a while since I've had a dietetic student on here. So my guest for this episode, which is episode 19, is Levi Mation. He's been on his rotations or on his supervised experiences. So it's good to have him quote unquote back, even though we're all having class online these days. Well, hello, Levi. Welcome to the Nutri-Narratives podcast. Hello, Dr. Naval. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yay. It has been a while since I've seen you. I haven't seen you in how many months now? I feel like it's been since about last summer that I've last been on campus. So I'm going on about eight months or so, give or take. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes, you've been gone, but you've been getting some good education. Yes, thankfully I have and I'm very uh, blessed to be able in the to be able to uh, experience those things that I have so far. Great. And I will definitely have you share that. But before we go into that, can you tell me what sparked your interest regarding nutrition in the first place? Absolutely. No, that's a great, uh, great starting question there. Um, I do have a little bit of an extensive kind of history with that. In undergrad, um, I actually had an RD come and speak to one of my classes. Um, It was very intriguing at the time. I had taken a few nutrition classes, so the combination of those two um, really sparked my interest. Um, However, I did end up pursuing a PA program to be a physician assistant. Um, I kind of followed on a, on a friend's kind of recommendation as well as I thought that the uh, money associated with the profession was a great reason to go ahead and follow that. Um, but it wasn't until a few years later to where I actually um, failed getting into a program and realized that it maybe wasn't quite God's calling for me at the time. Um, so took a few more classes and a few, few more things. And then actually a personal experience that happened to me um, I ended up running into some kidney issues at the time. And from that, um, in addition to a few other things, I had a lot more questions than I did answers. And come to find out, I was able to utilize and optimize nutrition practices and some things that associated with that in order to best help my situation and turn that around. Oh, and wow. Yeah. And, you know, being able to have something like that, and I think the combination of the things to where I was potentially going to follow that um, career first, and then having God kind of pull me in with these um, issues and um, really kind of brought it together to when I then applied to uh, Loma Linda and and got started on my master's. Wow. So, so, you know what, there are times when we feel like, okay, this is the direction where I'm going. But when God intervenes and says, actually, nope, (laughs) this direction, it, it seems to be much better than what we originally planned for ourselves. Precisely. And may not know it at first and, you know, have, like I said, more questions than answers, but ultimately God has a plan and that's going to, you know, see through and looking back on it, I couldn't have been um, just more blessed and thankful. 
Wow. And I'm so glad you're fine and doing really well with Thank your health. You. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So then what did you get your bachelor's in? So I did my bachelor's degree in health science at Cal State Fullerton. Um, and I completed that in 2012, which is going on quite a while um, now. Um, but that path and really kind of making those decisions and it did take me to some time to get to where I'm at today. Um, but like I said, I couldn't be happier because if I would have chosen another profession and really wouldn't have been, um, you know, as happy and dedicated and that I am, then it would have been, um, you know, not quite as appealing. And I kind of would have been questioning <laughs> my decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So then, you know, when you had to make this final decision of going into a nutrition program, did you have any idea that the majority of your classmates will be female? that couldn't be you know closer to the truth Uh, I feel like I had one other um, guy friend in my cohort and even the cohort I'm in now not having any other males Um, but no I knew it was a a female dominant um, career I just didn't realize how dominant it was (laughs) (laughs) but I'm glad you didn't let that thought that fact keep you from pursuing this path? Definitely not. You know, I, I think um, that it's great to have a combination of, you know, males and females and being able to really just support each other and help each other grow um, and being able to get different perspectives and ideas. And it's, and like I said before, it's definitely been a blessing and it's been a great experience. Ah, yay. Okay. So then when, um, when you were thinking about nutrition from your personal experience, you were also thinking, no, you know what? Nutrition can also be applied in other areas. Mm-hmm. And um, what other areas do you see yourself also going into in nutrition, which affected your choices for rotations? Oh, that's a, that's a great question there and um, something that I'm extremely passionate about as I'm just smiling ear to ear on this. Um, but the, one of the things that I had um, before I actually came into the program is I was uh, practicing mixed martial arts. And that was another thing that came up to where I was just feeling exhausted and I was feeling like I wasn't, you know, fueling myself correctly. And there was, a, again, with that thing, with that aspect as well, about more questions and answers from a nutrition standpoint. Um, so there was a little bit of a sport factor um, in that decision making to go ahead and pursue the path that I'm now on. Um, and that in turn also led to um, really pursuing sports when it came to my time for rotations. Um, at the time, though, I didn't know you could put the two together. I didn't know you could be a registered dietitian and also specialize in sports. Oh. So that was something that took a little bit of time to, to realize. Okay. And once I had the opportunity um, there is a um, kind of organization called the CPSDA, um, which is all really kind of a organization for sports dietitians around the United States um, that incorporates different professional and collegiate type practices. And I happened to go to one of their meetings during my first year at Loma Linda and ended up connecting with the individual there which in turn led to my um, community rotation taking place um, at USC with their sports nutrition program there. 
Oh, wow. Can you tell us more about that rotation? What did you do? What were your thoughts when you were doing that? Would love to hear all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, going into that, it was my first real exposure um, to sports nutrition or performance nutrition. And I was a little um, as excited as I was. I was a little nervous and I did kind of like um, was a little hesitant at first. Um, but after my first day um, at USC, I, I knew that this is exactly what I was meant to do. And, and it really clicked and just escalated from there. Um, really, it, at first, it was um, kind of just assisting with the, whether it was like managing the fueling station, um, pre and post workout fueling, um, hydration testing. Uh, in the NCAA, you have a lot of different guidelines that change quite frequently. So it was keeping up on that literature, um, creating educational handouts because you still have, you know, essentially teenagers or kids coming right out of high school um, and moving away from their families and out of state. And you're really kind of their lifeline into, okay, well, what kind of decisions should I make at a grocery store? How do I implement um, simple yet effective techniques with cooking in my dorm um, and things of that nature? So it was a really great opportunity to learn how to um, connect with these athletes as well as build a rapport and um, kind of just keep my feet wet in, in the field. Nice. Oh, guy, I love hearing that. So inspirational. And then the most recent rotation that you came back from, where was that? Where did that take place? What was it all about? So after I got done with my USC rotation, um, I had, I believe it was just under two years left prior to graduation. And there was just something in my mind saying like, you know, I'd, I'd love to just, you know, stick to the, stick to the classes, you know, finish up, finish through and then get out there. But at the same time, I, I knew I didn't want to be away from it that long. Um, so I had worked some things out to where I was able to get my clinical rotation um, substituted for a rotation with the Ultimate Fighting Championship at their Performance Institute out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, for those that may or may not know, um, it is a uh, sport organization that specializes in mixed martial arts um, to where they um, essentially are fighters. It's a very individualized sport. And so thankfully, I was able to do my clinical rotation there. And I, I ended up spending about six months there and was thankfully able to um, also incorporate the aspect of clinical rotations to where we have to write a case study and um, see that out, which was uh, such an amazing experience to be able to do it on an athlete and be able to take that information back to Loma Linda um, for those who may not have either a better understanding or may not just have that experience. Experience. Um, so that was, it was a great opportunity. Yeah. And especially because your case study was on an athlete with a particular medical condition. So you had to keep that in mind, her clinical aspect, along with her sports performance aspect. So you had to combine the two. Absolutely. And that was a, um, an extreme challenge, uh, to say the least being able to take medical nutrition therapy, which is obviously the core and the focus 
of um, the clinical rotation, but also bringing another aspect that I hadn't really learned a lot about. And those were um, different things from exercise science, exercise physiology. Um, but thankfully, the resources that the Performance Institute provided, along with the um, interdisciplinary team there, um, was just a great foundation and a great organization to really um, to, to help me along with that and being able to get that completed. Yeah. So did this open up the the thought that, wow, I will be working with athletes in the future and that they could also have a medical condition that they are dealing with, but yet they still want to have a normal, healthy life with the sports, all the sports are involved with. So did that make you realize wow, I can really help a different um, array of individuals. Yeah, absolutely. That's another great question. Um, one of the things is that, you know, at least for me, and I know what a lot of other people think about is when you um, think of athletes, or you think of people just at the, at the top of their game, you really don't associate certain medical conditions or diseases or ailments that are associated with them. You know, we think they may be just elite and, and, perfect, I guess, for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. um, but when you realize they're just like any other person and they deal with the same issues that we deal with, um, that is a um, whole new avenue because not only are you taking in um, just the aspects of normal everyday life, but for particular competitions um, or certain weight classes um, and things of that nature. So it really is something to where um, at least during this rotation at the UFC that I felt that I had a profound impact as well as I felt an extreme fulfillment that I haven't really felt anywhere else. Oh um, my goodness. And with that, I felt that that can also lead into being able to, um, being able to provide from a registered dietitian standpoint to where my um, expertise can be utilized upon graduation. Yes, indeed. So inspiring to hear and I'm really loving this so much. What was the difference between this rotation and the other sports-related rotation, even though it was under a community um, heading? But um, what, what, what's the main difference? Yeah, the main difference is um, it was really kind of, uh, how do I explain? The community, community rotation was kind of just touching the surface um, you know, important things, um, but they were very um, general and not really a lot of a applied experience. Um, once I got to the clinical rotation at the UFC, um, I cannot have thought or imagined a better experience um, from the hands-on approach, um, from diagnostic testing um, mm. to the building out of um, uh, consultations and nutrition planning um, to supplementation uh, safety as well as handling um, our managing our fueling station. Um, so there were a lot of different components that I really hadn't been exposed to um, that I was really immersed in here and for an extended period of time. Um, as I mentioned with the six months compared to about, I think it was about two months or so, give or take, when my time with uh, USC. Um, in addition, there were um, a lot of interdisciplinary team building projects and exercises and whatever that looked like from um, integration with sports science, 
um, data visualization, essentially of all the diagnostic testing we ran. So it's really putting that to use from um, nutrition standpoint. So resting metabolic rate tests, since we had a few metabolic carts, um, wow. DEXA examinations, bioelectrical impedance analysis, um, laboratory test, um, metabolic efficiency test. And so there were uh, so many different avenues um, coming in from everywhere. So it was a little overwhelming at first, um, but the team that I had there was, was just phenomenal. They became almost like family and being able to have a team like that, that you can, um, that you can work with, um, really helps you, um, build, um, not only as a professional, but, but as a student and the autonomy that was given to, um, to the nutrition department that, you know, we went to school to learn and, you know, we, know best in our respective field and being able to not essentially give a ceiling like, okay, well, you can do this, but we only want this done or, Oh, you know, this is like best practice, but, um, but really letting the professionals in the respective craft make the call. Fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, that sequence of starting at USC was just, just right. Because as you said, it just gave you a good introductory foundation of what this looks like and then you got more into the nitty-gritty with with this one so you you had phenomenal hands-on experience yes absolutely and i think one of the unique things as well from that is just the um just the complexity and how dynamic uh, mixed martial arts is because um, with with that you have a weight class sport and when you know from a nutrition standpoint that is a very huge um, piece in that and in their in their sport but at the same time this is something that they do um, as a profession and we're there to best support them and all that we can do yes wow excellent and then all those machines that you mentioned that we, you know, we talk about in class and we're like, well, we don't have access <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah. But I'm like, wait, wow, that must have been amazing to have experience with that or just being in that facility where that is being done. Yes. And, you know, I really just commend um, the UFC and the Performance Institute and the team they have there by um, by getting those resources and, and really doing their best to opt, optimize performance um, to the to the highest level um, wow. in mar- not only mixed martial arts but in in sports and throughout mm-hmm. the world and having those type of machines there um, yet expensive had really immersed me into um, you know the different diagnostic tests that are, we are capable of running and what do we do with that information? How do we dissect that, break it down, not only for our understanding, but for the athlete's understanding and make it relatable and ha- to have that resonate with them. Um, but the team of dietitians there, cause I had a director there who oversaw me as well as two additional dietitians um, was the best team I've ever had the opportunity to work with and extremely grateful for them. Nice. So did they give you some kind of opportunity to run those machines at all, like the DEXA machine or the metabolic cart? Yes, I actually, after a while, I did get the opportunity to lead on a lot of diagnostic testing, especially with the uh, metabolic cart. Wow. Um, And with our uh, metabolic efficiency testing, um, which is kind of like a sub max test that we run on a treadmill. That's also done with the metabolic cart. Um, But yeah. I was very thankful to once, um, you know, they introduced me and it kind of took a little while to, to get the handle on that. 
but being able to have the understanding of what that does, being able to explain it to someone that we're testing on. And like I said, being able to just take that information and those numbers and actually put it into something that's relatable. Um, and I've actually, I thankfully was able to get to do some of the tests on myself, such as like the resting metabolic rate test. So that was kind of neat and cool to kind of see where I'm at and kind of awesome. um, interpret that. So that was, um, that was a neat experience. What a fun rotation. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my. It makes me wish that I could have done something like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. When you came back and you gave your case study on your, your client, that was so amazing. Um, all, all that you documented, all that, all the things that you were looking at to assess the client and to help the, your, your client get better. That was truly amazing. You did a phenomenal job with that. Thank you so much. Truly mm -hmm. appreciate it. You're welcome. And so, Levi, what? Um, oh, yes. Okay. I was going to jump to another question, but I thought, no, no, no. I, I need to ask this question. Okay. What about your own personal nutrition practices? What mm. three practices do you make sure that you do regularly? Regularly. Um, <laughs> Number one is um, with, as you know, how busy we are as students or in, in working or if we have families and kids, um, for me, number one is uh, meal prepping, mm -hmm. um, making sure I have stuff kind of ready ahead of time. Um, that's, that's been huge for me. And I see if I deviate from that, then that's when stuff starts kind of coming unraveled. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's the top one there. Eating consistently is a big one um, for me because it just helps continually fuel me throughout the day, making sure I'm on top of needing to get done from school to work, um, et cetera. And uh, personal nutrition practices. I think one of the biggest ones throughout the program was slowly, I still have a lot of work to do, but um, okay. to um, cook on my own. That was something that I had no skills with whatsoever coming into the program. And I've made it a point to try, you know, small things here and there and consistently try and build that up to become better at. Okay. Uh, and I, I still have a long way to go, but I, I've definitely come a long way thus far. Yay, Levi, kudos to you. Proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. You know, your, um, your classmate, William, and when I had him for his community rotation, I know that he was also beginning to also experiment a little bit more with cooking himself to <laughs> yeah. bring lunches to the rotation. So it's so nice to hear and see when, when you guys do that and yeah. really um, incorporating that practice of cooking your own meals because that's so important. Absolutely. And I, I'll, I'll be honest, I think, uh, actually, I know Will is definitely a better cook than I am at this point. So I guess I'm catching up to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we really shouldn't compare ourselves. I'm just proud of you that you are doing it and that you are determined to continue to um, engage in this. Yeah, definitely takes that action for sure. And I'm um, definitely thankful that I, that I made that decision to try and put in that effort to do so. Good. And I bet your wife is appreciating it too. She is. She is. She's, um, she was kind of shocked at first. She's like, Oh, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but, um, <laughs> but so far so good. So. Oh, yay. What have you made so far? 
you know what, we've, we're a big fan of pasta. So we just try and incorporate different dishes with pasta um, that have kind of, you know, either made from scratch or that we've kind of just, you know, taken off of something that we've seen on social media. Mm -hmm. um, so any kind of pasta dishes has, has been a big one. Um, yeah. you know, um, we've actually just got a, um, oh, what is it? An air fryer or something oh, okay. of that nature, I think. And we've yes. tried doing like salmon tacos and different kind of, um, um, incorporations from different things like that. So, yeah. Is that exciting it, though to be experimenting? Absolutely. And getting to do it together, I mean, makes it even, even that much better. And I think having, having that support system and being able to incorporate family and friends, um, it, it, it's an awesome feeling. And then I think it's a, something that can really bring people together and, and you can also teach them and help them with some tips and stuff at the same time. It's so true. You're absolutely right. So that is great. Okay. So what is your favorite indulgence? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I, I got to go with two. Okay. Two. It's, it, <laughs> it, it's got to be um, donuts and baklava. Oh, guy. Yes. Those are up there for me, too. Are they? Yeah, I can't. I mean, donuts since I was a kid, um, old fashioned or apple yes. fritters. I mean, oh, my goodness. Those <laughs> are hard to stay away from. That I like. Old fashioned. <laughs> old fashioned for sure. <laughs> oh, and then the apple fritters. Oh, guy. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. Yeah. You got me hungry now. I'm thinking about those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Have you been to the crumb in Yukaipa? The crumb in Yukaipa? No, I have not. Oh, that is a must. It is an artisan Ooh, okay. donut shop. Artisan and, donut shop. Um, crumb in Yukaipa. You know, I, I like to go dairy free whenever I can. And they have these vegan donuts that are bigger than life and they're amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's your indulgence there that's a that sounds like a great spot i'll have to check it out here one of these days yeah i highly recommend it so yeah. all right okay so do you have any advice for anyone going to any field just trying to figure out what direction they should go for their career because you've been there and what has really worked for you yeah that, i mean i think that's that's one of the best questions that i've been asked um because given a few years ago or before this program or in my undergrad i would have been completely lost in that um i mean i'm almost 32 years old and i'm just finishing up a master's program um but some of the advice is follow your heart, take your time. Um, don't follow the money, you know, follow happiness. Make sure that when you wake up every day that you're happy to be doing what you're doing, that you're excited to go into work, to have an impact on people's lives. I think those, those are just the biggest things. Um, following the money for me, it just ended up in a dead end. Um, you know, it was an experience, but, you know, really finding something that you're passionate about that just excites you. That's something that just, you know, lights a fire under you. Um, just follow that and see where it takes you. Beautiful. I really, really appreciate that. And I know that those who are listening will take that to heart. Yeah. Thank you, Levi. Yeah. 
Levi, I know you're like one of the busiest, busiest people on this planet Earth because I know that you also work so many hours. So that I really appreciate you saying, yes, I will go ahead and sit down with you and, and do an interview and, and to share your, you know, your story. Thank you, Levi. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been too long since we've really had you in class. So it warms my heart that you're, you're back with us. Yeah, absolutely. Very happy to be back. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time. And uh, I just appreciate you doing this. You know, it's great to get some very important, um, you know, a podcast out there in nutrition and given a platform for others to be able to, to listen and um, kind of explore, you know, what we do. Thank you again, Dr. Dr. Naval. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Levi. All right. Until next time, you take care and I'll see you in class on Monday. All righty. Sounds good. Take care, Dr. Naval. I love what Levi said. Don't follow the money. Follow your heart. Thank you, Levi, for those words of wisdom. If you would like to suggest names of guests you would like me to interview or have a conversation with in the future, or if there are any nutrition topics you would like to have covered during the tea break episodes, then please let me know by sending me a message at gg.navalrd at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Nutra Narratives podcast. Please join us next time. My guest will be registered dietitian nutritionist Michelle Paycheck. Until next time, always remember to trust in the Lord and eat well to live well. <laughs>